where's the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on gotodobbs.com now. For over two decades, E&B Granite has been St. Louis's trusted name for kitchen, bathroom, and outdoor space renovations that are guaranteed to bring new life into your living spaces. Their skill team will provide you with personalized customer service, fast turnaround times, and prices you won't find with big box stores. Support local and schedule free consultation at enbgranite.com or call them at 314-645-9300 or better yet, stop by the showroom and explore their massive inventory. Again, that's enbgranite.com. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. And I'm Brandon Kylie. Coming up in about 15 minutes or so, we're going to dive into some questions and answers. 65780 is the air comfort service text line if you guys have any questions for us. But right now, we're going out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Lines with some questions of our own for our guy, Jeremy Rutherford. JR, how you doing today, man? Doing swell, guys. How you guys doing? Doing fantastic. So you just posted a piece up on The Athletic. Who stays and who goes? The Blues offseason roster decisions. It's people should go over and read it. They should definitely click. They should definitely subscribe. It's pretty much what I would have anticipated Jr. in terms of who would be back and who won't be the guy that I want to hone in on. If you don't mind, it's Marco Scandella. Uh, and you wrote that it's not to imply that the blues are receiving offers for him, but he's in the category because if he's a, uh, somebody that ends up becoming interested in trade conversations, you got to at least consider it. Jr. we talked about this a little bit the other day. I would, an- I would assume the answer is no, but do you think that there's any chance the Blues would consider a buyout with Marco Scandella? No, I don't think so. And, and I think that's uh, for a couple reasons. One, you know, I think that uh, the Blues, since Doug Armstrong took over, have not been a team that have really considered buyouts. And, you know, he's put himself in good position with a lot of good contracts. Uh, the ones that haven't been good contracts, you look at Yori Laterra and a few others, uh, Doug Armstrong has been able to move. But I think, you know, as much as we criticize Marco Scandella, and I've been a part of that, and, you know, his salary at $3 million plus is, is not ideal. Uh, but I think he can contribute to this team if he's put in the right spot, which is that third pair and penalty kill. And so if you have a situation, BK, where you look at the contract and you look at the production and you say this just no longer makes sense for us, maybe you consider that. But with Doug Armstrong's history with the lack of buyouts, and I think with this not being a slam dunk that he's a buyout candidate, I, I just don't see it. The other one, Jared, on this list, and again, I don't want to spoil it, but it shouldn't be much of a surprise to people was Vladimir Tarasenko that in your piece you said, like, if the phone rings, you're going to answer it. Have you heard anything about the phones potentially ringing or if Vladimir even wants those phones to ring? Yeah, no, I haven't. That's a situation I think that's going to play out here in the, in the next few weeks leading up to the uh, start of free agency. Obviously, Doug Armstrong probably has a really good handle on, on what the situation is. He does keep that close to the vest. I try to be as honest with you guys as possible. You know, we've had some news on that in the past, but it isn't always uh, forthcoming. And so with Vladimir Tarasenko, I put him in that category in this article, as you mentioned, Alex, 
of uh, you have to listen. And, and that's not saying that you're going to trade them, and that's not saying you want to trade them. Uh, but I think it's a situation where, you know, his contract is one more year, and Doug Armstrong has held on to some players if he believes the championship window is open and they can help the team win, even if they're going to head into free agency and not get any compensation in return. Doug Armstrong has done that in the past. He's also uh, moved players because uh, he didn't think he was going to get them re-signed past that next year on their contract. So, you know, I think we've seen both sides of it, but the bottom line with Tarasenko to me is even if Doug Armstrong right now today thinks that I'm not going to trade Vladimir Tarasenko, the phone could ring tomorrow, hey, this is what we're willing to offer, and I think you have to consider it. JR, you also had a recent piece or really questions for fans. And you mentioned earlier today on Twitter that you've had over 2,000 responses already, which is awesome. People should check this out. The Blues Fan Survey, a bunch of questions over there, just kind of gauging the, where, where fans are on the team right now. I wanted to ask you the final question that you had in this survey, JR. Which of these scenarios do you think is most likely to happen this offseason? Option one, they trade for Matthew Kachuk. Option two, they trade for Jacob Chikrin. Option three, they trade for Ivan Provorov. Or option four, all of Tarasenko, Perron, and Letty are re-signed this offseason. Yeah, first of all, before I answer the question, BK, you know, I've got to say I have gotten a lot of feedback from people in the past couple days, couple weeks about all the Matthew Kachuk headlines. And I get it. You know, when you talk about something for a couple of years, you know, it starts to wear on people, especially when it's something that might not happen. You know, I'm not here today to say that it's going to happen this summer or next summer, but I try to keep a pulse of that situation. And it is a, a situation that needs to be monitored. You know, again, may not happen, but you hear enough scuttlebutt talking to people around the league that there is talk that there could be interest on both sides. So we'll see what happens with that. You know, am I going to answer you know, this question that you're asking today and say, I think Matthew Kachuk is going to happen this summer. You know, that's not the option that I would have picked. You know, I, I do think that Jacob Chickren is probably an option this summer, you know, heading into the draft free agency. Can Doug Armstrong uh, bring back those talks that uh, they possibly had with uh, Arizona last year and make something like that happen? You know, I do think that's a possibility in reality. Usually what happens is probably option C and that's what the blues have in front of them. You know, the opportunity to re-sign David Perron. He wants to come back. They want to bring him back. You know, I'm sure they can find a middle ground on that. You know, I don't know that Nick Letty is, is guaranteed to come back. You know, I think that could be a little bit too expensive uh, for the Blues' liking. But if I had to pick one of those three, uh, just knowing that how difficult a Kachuk thing would be, you know, not knowing exactly what Arizona wants for Chikrin, you know, I'd probably go with option C. Uh, on that line, JR, talking about the trades, another question that you had on the survey was talking about the number 23 overall pick that the Blues have in this upcoming draft. And I, I was uh, I was reading, and I heard Elliot Friedman on Nashville radio, and then I was reading The Athletic earlier today. Uh, I believe it was the Pittsburgh writer doing a mailbag, and he said that talking to a couple of executives, they expect this draft to be very active in, ter- in terms of trade front. Do you have a pulse of Doug Armstrong if he's viewing this first round pick of, of a commodity of, you know what, we could trade this and get a big piece or because that minor league system is so depleted that they want to stick with just key, uh, selecting first round picks? Yeah, I think they have to be pretty happy with a couple of the prospects that they have in place. We're talking about Jake Neighbors, Alex, who could be on the roster this year. You're talking about Zach Bolduc, who had a terrific season in junior hockey. And, you know, we're not talking next year he's going to contribute, but he could be you know, ready uh, sooner than later. 
And then you look, you still have Scott Pernovich. Yeah, I realize he's up, what, 24 years old now, not necessarily that young prospect anymore. Uh, Nico Mikula, you know, a little bit older, but still a guy who's up and coming. You know, I, I think that if the right trade came around, that's that's what's going to determine what they do with that pick. You know, if, you know, I'm just using Kachuk as an example, Chikrin as an example. You know, if there's some sort of package deal where they can get somebody who's going to bolster that top four defense or, or that they're going to swap a forward and bring in, you know, a franchise type player like Matthew Kachuk, then I could easily see that first round pick being involved in a trade. You know, maybe Scandella's in there, maybe Barbashev's in there. So to me, the only reason you'd be trading that is, is two, twofold. One, a package deal like that, or like we've seen the Blues in the past, you know, they've swapped first round picks or moved down in the draft if the player's not there that they want. So, you know, lots, lots of things could happen with that pick. And, and by the way, guys, thanks for bringing up the survey. Yeah, 2,000 people have responded so far trying to get to 3,000, and I do have access to the uh, early results. Obviously, I'll write an article in a couple of days that spells out the results uh, for everybody, but a lot of intriguing responses so far. Uh, you know, I'll just give you a sneak peek. Uh, pretty split even on the Vladimir Tarasenko question. Do you hmm. trade him? Do you keep him? You know, I, I looked at the results just a little bit ago, and you're running uh, close to 50-50 there. Also, I thought it was interesting, guys. Uh, do you, Would you consider trading Jordan Bennington and making Billy Huso your starter? I thought there'd be more support uh, for, for Billy Huso, not saying that that response would win, uh, but you're running at about 80 or 85% uh, support of Jordan Bennington coming back as, as the starter. So just a sneak peek at the results, and we'll have all those results in a couple of days. On that goaltender topic, JR, we talked to Charlie Lindgren on Friday, and, I mean, we were impressed with him. The guy seems uh, so gung-ho about St. Louis in a short time here, and, of course, now with Springfield Golden for going for the Calder Trophy, does that seem like the most likely outcome of a backup goaltender if it's not Vili Husso? It does uh, to me. And by the way, uh, yeah, the response uh, for that one, you know, I said, uh, do you give me some Chucky sideburns or no, he's too inexperienced and, and people overwhelmingly. Yeah. Give me some Chucky sideburns. You know, it seems, <laughs> it seems, it seems too convenient. It seems too, uh, you know, something that the fans want that, uh, you know, perhaps we don't see Doug Armstrong go down that, that path. I mean, you, you do need to get, you know, 25, 30 games out of that guy. You know, you do need somebody to push Jordan Bennington, like we saw with Billy Huso pushing Jordan Bennington. Can uh, Charlie Lindgren be that guy? You know, I think he potentially could be. Look, look at this run he's had this year. So, by the way, great uh, interview. So I would be very intrigued. Uh, to see Charlie Lindgren as the backup next year. If what happens, uh, we assume what will happen with Billy Husso is he'll leave in free agency. So we'll see. But uh, definitely the fans want it, Alex. Final question that I've got for JR. Uh, find his work over at The Athletic. Follow him on Twitter, at JP Rutherford. JR, if I told you right now, one of the impending free agents next year, so we're talking O'Reilly, Tarasenko, Ivan Barbashev, those types of guys, one of them ends up re-signing this season or this, this offseason, rather. Who do you think it is? I guess you can include the RFAs, too, for next year, the Jordan Kyrou's, Robert Thomas. Who do you think is most likely to sign an extension with the Blues this offseason? If I had to guess today, I'd say O'Reilly. It just seems like a, a slam dunk. They want to keep him as the captain. They want to keep him as part of the fiber of the organization. You know, I think that uh, you know whether you can get him for uh, two years or you take the plunge a little bit and go three years, I think that's most likely. Like, if, if you we're crossing the bridge with Tarasenko to say, okay, we need to figure out what the future is with this player. I mean, you might have to get to a point BK where you say, look, if we're going to hang on to you and not trade you when your value is really high right now, 
we need to get an extension, you know, perhaps that could be a situation, you know, that they explore. So, you know, I, I wouldn't keep him out of the conversation, but to me, it'd be uh, O'Reilly. And, and with Barbashev, I think, you know, I expect him to be, to be back, and I listed him in that category in my article that just went up. Uh, but you have to consider the fact that uh, his stock is really high right now, and he's going to jump in salary. Like, he's not coming back for $2.2 million after next year after having a 60-point season. So do you trade him while it's high? So I wouldn't expect an ex- extension with him unless the Blues were willing to uh, meet the price that I think is going to be probably more than – than they want to pay. Do you think the O'Reilly price would be around what Shin is making right now? I I don't think so. Um, and it, you know, it very well could be at the end of the day. But I tend to lean, and, and you know, I've been a little criticized for this. Is when you're talking about re-signing guys like Perron and O'Reilly, yes, their value is in that six, six, five, seven million dollar range. But with O'Reilly, especially, you're talking about a guy, you know, thirty-one by the time he starts the contract he's 32 he would probably want some term he'd probably want to stay in st louis and i just don't think the blues at that point would be interested in paying you know six five i i think that o'reilly if he wants to stay just like perron i think it's going to be a situation where you're talking you know five five and a half somewhere in there Wow, yeah, that'd man. be if a steal if yeah, the Blues if you, got if you that. can do that. I, let's let's get it done. Where do we sign? Yeah. <laughs> Where do I sign the dotted yeah, line? And, I see what you're saying, you're right. though, Jr. I mean, yeah. there's risk. The, the team's taking on risk with that age. And how much, Jr. Do you think a no movement clause is going to play into Ryan O'Reilly? Well, it could, and, and perhaps Doug Armstrong budges on that, especially with a guy uh, like like O'Reilly. But I, I do want to emphasize. You know, people say, "How do you get Ryan O'Reilly for five, five and a half? Listen, it's all about the term. If Ryan O'Reilly is going to be 32 when he starts this deal and it's a four-year deal that's taken him to 36, you know, they're not paying $7 million when the cap's not going up that much. You're talking about a million dollars next year. And I realize we're talking a couple years down the road, uh, but I'm just saying if you have a player like O'Reilly, you want to keep him. He wants to stay. He wants the four years. Yeah, I, I just don't see them uh, paying that type of money. Like we're talking about with the $7 million or, or even six, five with Shen. So we'll see. Yeah, I could be wrong. I've been estimating a little bit low on some of these contract resigns, and you know maybe uh, Perron wants a little bit more than than we're you know led to believe a little bit. But I, I just think that uh, the opportunity, if these guys want to stay on term, uh, it's going to be a little bit less. He's Jeremy Rutherford. Find his fantastic work. There's nobody covering the Blues better over at the Athletic. Follow him on Twitter at JP Rutherford. Jerry, we appreciate the time as always, man. We'll talk with you again next week. Yep. Thanks, boys.